Hello, ladies and gentlemen of the Realville Universe, the full sport press podcast proudly brings to you the wrestling podcast live from the WWE Draft, 808s and chest shots. I am your host, Jeff Danielson, and I'm joined as always by Hardcore Neek. Neek said what's happening to the people. What's up, everybody? How y'all feeling, man? Neek, man, I'm doing good, man. How was your week, brother? Um, It's going all right. It's Wednesday, halfway done. Yeah, we getting there. Yep. This line is in sight. It's in sight. We almost there. Almost. <laughs> Let the people know where they can find you on social media, Nick. You can find me on Twitter and IG under the name Nacho Man Nick. Mm-hmm. And you can find me at jeasily 84 across all social media platforms. And you can follow the show on Instagram and the Facebook, 808s and Chair Shots. Nick, tell them about the Twitters. On Twitter, we've been known as 808s Chair Shots. No, and because there is still, and I mean still, still a character still. limit on Twitter. Twitter's wilding. It's Twitter though, wow. but yeah. we have good we have good fun on Twitter. We have real good fun on Twitter. You should follow us. Like we we're, we yeah. we're very active. A lot going on on the Twitter in the Twitter sphere. <laughs> but that's beside the point. Um, and you can follow the other shows on the Realville Network. What shows do you mean, Jeff? I mean the Full Sport Press podcast. That's each and every Monday. Myself, Jay Hove, Coach Lock, How Weezy, and the cameraman. We talking about sports. We talk about sports only. On Mondays, then on Wednesday mornings, we got the On Day TV Hip Hop Show. Got Animal Brown and Spike Lou. They talking about hip hop, hip hop only. And then don't forget, you got us each and every Thursday. We talking about wrestling. That's the eight oh eight of chess shots. And throughout the week on the and on the I am Spike Lou feed, we got Raising Canaan. Where we're doing uh, the Canaan Academy, where we're doing the Canaan recaps. That's been fun working with Spike Lou on that. We getting the BMF started right now. It's going to be out this week as well. Nick, you watching BMF? I need to watch the second season. Yeah, BMF's the first. You're talking about power, I think. BMF, no, I'm talking about BMF. No, I'm talking about I need to watch BMF on the second season. Oh, you're going to wait to the second season? I'm waiting to the second season. Ah, if okay. If they go to the store, if they're doing the story right, the second season is when they finally go to Atlanta. <laughs> now, I know some of the BMF stores. So you so you so you wait until Atlanta. You don't want to see the backstory. Yeah, I don't want to see the backstory. I'm gonna say this that we're gonna get going with the show, okay? First episode, Cash Doll. Shout out to you, Cash Doll. That's all I'm gonna say. Shout Is she pregnant now? Hey, hey, this she may be pregnant now, but she wasn't pregnant then. Okay, well, we're gonna have a look at that. All right. Yeah, first episode, first 30 minutes. All right, Nick, tell All me right. what we're talking about this week. <laughs> All right, we have um Dark Side of the Ring, another episode. We got to talk about the new one. Oh, boy. All right, draft. Since we talked about the WWE's draft coming up on Friday, we got some predictions on that. And, you know, the, a particular business is back in order. But first. But first, not so extreme rules happened over the weekend. We're gonna do a quick recap of this. Um, solid show, Nick. What do you think about it? Um, oh, okay. <laughs> was it solid? It was solid. It was solid. Could it was it? You don't think it was solid? Like a, like on a one on a scale of one to five. It was a solid. What is a solid, what is a solid to you? If we go on number wise. 
one to five. Solid, solid is 2.53. Oh, damn. One to five. It's halfway. Better than half. I give it two, yeah, 2.4 ish. <laughs> Tell me what you think about the show, man. <laughs> What'd you All like? All right. Um, what I liked about it. Let's see. If we're looking at the numbers here, the second longest match was the New Day versus Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, and Amos, which I was shocked that I thought they would at least be a 10-minute match. Most of the matches were over over 13 minutes. Now over most, I mean over 12 minutes on I'm average. A lot of matches. It was seven matches. Um, <laughs> Liv Morgan, of course, the women's match was the shortest one. Yeah, well. Yeah, so I would say, you know, the Usos didn't have a bad match, which was impossible to have. Damian Priest, Jeff Hardy, Sheamus was okay. It was definitely just okay. All right. Um I'm still trying to figure out this is called Extreme Rules. And how did the women's, how did the Becky Lynch Bianca Belair match turn into a no contest during Extreme Rules? Okay. I have no answer. If you wait for me to answer that, I have no answer. Like I'm I, still trying to figure that out myself. Um, I was watching just like you, like, now, wait a minute. Glad to see Sasha back. Glad to see yeah. you. Welcome yeah, yeah. to the party, Sasha. Yeah. But um, no contest though. Yeah, yep. that didn't make any sense. Last but not least, Roman versus the Demon. Um, oh boy. <laughs> um, you know, it was a good match. Had this, you know, it was going well. You know, Roman put on the match before going into the crowd. <laughs> Shout out to Roman. That's, but that's that. God tier. That's God tier right there. Um, yeah. The demon has some spots in there. He went demon on everybody. And then when we went to the final two minutes, what was this? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I think you gave a great synopsis of everything else. We don't really have to go into detail about much else. Let's we talk don't. about the main event. All right. The demon Finn Balor. They haven't brought the demon out. It's had been over a year, right? He didn't come out of NXT. I don't believe his his last run of NXT. Almost two years. Almost two years. Okay. The demon, right. I believe, is undefeated in in uh, WWE. Was no. Um, no, he's not undefeated in WWE. He before this, I believe, wasn't he? No, he wasn't. Who did he lose to? Samoa Joe. As the demon. Yeah. Huh. Okay. All right. Okay. Even still, okay. Even still, the demon is a special attraction. They, the way they did it, the way they had him do his heartbeat thing and all that brought it, brought him back. It was, it was cool to see, right? Mm-hmm. And then we get to the ending. <laughs> right. After all of that. The rope breaks and he falls 
and gets one spear, I believe, and it's over. I guess they kind of saved the demon, but at the same time made it worse. The problem... That's what they were trying to do? I don't know. So here's my thing. The problem in this whole thing was you were, quote-unquote, saving the demon because you were... You basically had him in a placeholder feud because you're saving Roman Brock for Saudi Arabia. Yeah, we already know that one. So. We know that's happening. So instead of keeping Roman off the pay-per-view, you had him going against the Finn Balor again. But the thing is, why did it have to be the demon? Why couldn't it just have been Finn versus Roman again? And I get it. We wouldn't have cared as much but now you ruin. I don't want to say ruin because I'm going to stop being, you know, so over, so anti, so climactic with everything I'm saying when it comes to wrestling. I asked somebody to point that out. They were saying like we're too, we're too engulfed in it. We're not just having fun. I said, okay, I, I, I can, I can, I can spot you. Yeah. There. So I'll, I'll, I'll chill on that part. Who said is it? So Both what they were us? saying is, is like when we because we're because we've been watching for so long and we're smarter than the person who's just there for the entertainment, we are ruining our, we are ruining the experience for ourselves because we overthink stuff. I can agree, but then I don't agree. So I'm like, I understood where it was going with that. So I, so I'll, so I'll yeah, say, we ain't gonna say he's ruined. We're just going to say, it yeah, made it, bad for him. it made, it was a bad move because bad you look was, by the people. Right. Right. And you, and you booked yourself or planned yourself into a corner and As you had to get it yeah, true okay i like that I like that but it could have been avoided to right. me that's My all thing I'm saying. Is, another thing you could have not even said anything about brock and roman and crown jewel that would have been best to do just ignore it they don't even say anything about it but they see, didn't go he, with Mala. here's what i think is happening to wwe and i'll in you can agree with me or disagree with me. This is going to the business side of it. I think they serve too many masters. Hmm. Okay. You look at major sports, right? When things get, you think about the NFL, we'll use the NFL for instance. They serve NBC, CBS, Fox, and um ESPN ESPN ABC that whole thing right right but everything is neatly planned out NBC Sunday night football CBS midday 12 o'clock three o'clock game right ESPN Monday night football only time the NFL gets convoluted is on Thursday nights because a game will either be on it'll it'll be on NFL Network, it may be on Fox simulcast, like it gets convoluted on Thursday. That's when it gets confusing. But right. you might miss a game on Thursday thinking it's on Fox and it's on NFL Network and you can't watch it. Hmm. WWE, they they get convoluted because they serve Peacock, they serve Fox, and they serve Saudi Arabia. Because Saudi Arabia paid them big money for ten years, for you know, for these ten shows over the course of the years, and they have to, and they, and they, and they were getting away with just making them house shows at first, and they smartened up and said, no, 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 these had to be major events per consequence. 
So now you're making your normal product, although Extreme Rules is not like one of the not one of the big shows, I guess. It's not Money in the Bank, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, WrestleMania, SummerSlam. Not in that order, mm-hmm. but you know what I'm saying. But it it is one of your pay-per-views on, on a master that you serve, which is NBC Peacock, which you have your relationship that you've had with Raw for I don't know how many years, and then they bought, gave you a billion dollars for Peacock. So you're you're sacrificing one for the other, and it looks a little weird sometimes. That's all I'm going to say. You might not agree with me on that, May have, I may have went real nerdy business thingy with that, but if you think about it, that's the problem they have right now is because if I'm Peacock, NBC, you're, I clearly know your main focus is SmackDown, right? Mm-hmm. And if I'm Fox, now Fox is upset with you because your ratings aren't where they thought they were going to be when the first episode had 3 million viewers and you haven't come close to that since episode one. They haven't come close to that. Two, 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 2.2 has been your, your highest since then. So now Fox is pissed. And then your biggest matchup on Fox was Roman Reigns and, 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 and Finn Balor. And, but then your biggest match is Roman versus Brock. And you're giving that to Saudi Arabia. Hmm. Making some sense there. I understand that. Understand that, but at the same time, everybody knows who's gonna win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just ruin that. Yeah, ruin the run there. But all right then. But yeah, like I said, this pay per view, two point five out of five. Okay. Add some highlights, but could have been better. All right. We had AEW. They had Grand Slam. True. These 15,000 matches between three days. What would you think? What would you think on some of the matches? What you think on it? I I liked it. I, I love that they are. See, this goes back to serving. Again, I, I'm on a rant here, but I've been waiting to talk about this. Too many masters. They're not. They're serving one master. TNT. TNT. That's it. That's oh, it. They serve Turner and, and their company. Well, YouTube, but YouTube isn't the match they serve. YouTube is a feeding ground. Okay. Like they're not giving, like they, we know YouTube is where you go if you want to see, if you want to see uh <laughs> powerhouse Hobbs have a, a quick match and just get get his reps in. We know that's where to go watch him on YouTube. They mm-hmm. got him, right? Um, but the main show, both shows are TNT. Right. And then you you build up for your super shows, your four shows a year on pay-per-view. I hope they I hope they stay with four shows a year for a long time. I really do. Simply because you don't have to have that that 12 big shows a year, that hurts, man. And you can have it, but it it's it's the fact of having it like how NXT does and how they're doing, they're having it on TV. That I like that. Man, I like that. Okay. And so to answer your question, as far as the matches, I mean, Punk Powerhouse Hobbs was fun. D Bride and and um D Bride and, and and um damn, I can't think of the champion's name right now. Kenny Omega. Oh Kenny Omega. Man, that's a TV, that's an hour-long TV match, dog. But they only leaving it to 30. But but you see what I'm saying? Like that yeah. was great. Like <laughs> it 
was great. People, like, wanted, people wanted more. Yeah. And, and you got to see, you know, Dr. Britt Baker. You, you see, and then you're, they're starting to sprinkle in, even though they're having this big influx of new talent with your uh, uh, Malachi Blacks, um, even with your Meros, you know, those are WWE guys going there. But then you have your Stings doing super somersaults off the shit at 60 years old. But then you have your homegrown talent like uh not Kenny Omega not homegrown but he's your guy right and then you have right. uh my man my man Darby Allen and you have your guy sprinkled in to where they're doing I think they're doing it right now they have another op- they have that main problem we were talking about I think it was it was great to see Powerhouse Hobbs against Punk because that's probably the biggest match Powerhouse Hobbs has ever had right right, <laughs> right? Uh, but that's a start right that's a start and that was them and to me and if i'm being completely honest that was them knowing that we have paid attention like hey y'all gotta start doing something because this this could make people turn on y'all because say what you want about wwe it's the most bliggity black black has ever been and right. <laughs> this is, right. this is like we, go ahead go ahead yeah like we said like wwe didn't make no promises but when they no. see time they say hey let's go ahead and go with this yeah it's the bliggity black as this ever been and it ever ain't been. coon black it ain't it ain't you know no disrespect to the 80s it ain't slick coming out with a jerry curry calling me a jive soul bro with a king the african dream who's a white man right from alabama but whatever, you know, it ain't Coco Beware. It ain't, you know, no disrespect to What? Don't you disrespect the Memphis legend called Coco Beware? I'm not disrespecting him, but what I'm saying is. It sounds like you were. This is Bobby Lashley. Okay, don't. You feel me? Like, there's a I'm difference. Right. I'm Coco making sure now. It's like Coco got the bird. He come out there doing the, you know, with, with the gospel music. You know, Coco is Coco. But Bobby Lashley come out there kicking ass. You know what I'm Bobby, that's coming out the two words and be like, "Look, you do all this dancing all you want. Nah, ain't no dancing, right? Ain't, in the ground, real quick. Ain't no dancing, bro. None of that. We come to kick ass, right? And that's a completely different story, right there. So, right. again, say what you want about WWE. I know we kind of got off subject again. I, you know, I, I love talking about wrestling, especially when it's stuff like this. But back to what we was talking about with uh, with the uh, AEW Grand Slam. All right, Grand um, Slam. What'd you think? Uh, yeah, Paul Wright, aka Big Show, beat up on three people. Yeah, that's good. Dark Order got up in there. Yeah, you know, man, Danielson up there should have went on for an hour almost, mm-hmm. but that happened. You know, MJL being the greatest heel of all time, being Brown Pearson rolling. You hear me? He is rolling. Rolling. This man, you just got. I mean. You know, kind of went off a little bit. Went on his mom and his dad a little bit, but at the same time, we know how MJ is. We letting the slide, <laughs> but at the same time, yo, it was kind of mm-hmm. crazy. Malachi Black beat doing the God's work and getting Cody Rose up out of here. Yeah. Um. <laughs> let me see. That show they had three tonight, women's though. matches. Huh? Yeah. This show starts tonight. Oh yeah, they do. Well, they, yeah. Right. They got on um, tribute to our brother Lee tonight. Yeah. From right. And guess who's gonna be part of the dark order? And dark or I mean not older, I mean uh, order tonight. <laughs> who who is that? Orange Cassidy. Oh boy, my guy. Our guy, young Orange. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Um 
Powerhouse Hobb had a good show against CM Punk. We got some um, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they won a shot at the Trios Championship by who's which is held by my pick for black and I mean black wrestlers that you should know. Um, Scorpio Sky got him another match in. Got a win against um the Inner Circle, Lucha Bros and Santana Ortiz and. Going against the Hardy family office. Okay, it's still a weird name, but they got the win on that. Played the 4 1. John Mosley, Eddie Kingston got a win. Also, shout out to Eddie Kingston for the simple fact that one year and a half ago, I won't stop wrestling. Now he's wrestling in front of 20,000 people in New York, in his hometown. Mm-hmm. So. That's a major story in his own right. Sometimes it happens when you least expect it right there. Overall, it was two, three damn days. Whole lot of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Some good matches, some some matches I could do without. Hey, it was pretty fun. Fun three nights for AEW. Not mad at it. Not mad at it at all. All right. Next on my list of things to look at. Oh, it's a particular business that's back. <laughs> I know you screamed for joy on Monday. Yeah. You know why? And I and I'm and I know I'm just re- kind of recycling the same statement for everything we talk about. I had to pull myself out of it because at first I was like, now what the hell are they doing? And you just put them back in the shirts after Shelton and Cedric just had this feud that no one wanted to see. Right. <laughs> And another you put bad, them back in the shirt. Another bad thing to do. Just another thing. And then they walk out there and just stand there and don't do nothing. I'm like, wait. And, and then you ruin the surprise. Well, you can't really make it a surprise. But you ruin the, excuse me, the possible outcome of it because they already have the Hurt Business shirts on. Right. They should never have ended the hurt business as a, as as the original four unit that it was. That should have stayed the same. He should have Bobby should have always had a crew. He he doesn't need the crew per se, but he should have always had those guys with him. Flair always had the horsemen in some kind of way. It just works, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it just works. It they look movement. great. It looked great. They're the exact opposite of the new day. New Day's happy-go-lucky. We all love them. They're throwing pancakes at us. Her business is there to kick ass. Right. That's it. Love it, man. Yeah, I'm glad, glad they're back. Makes it more interesting. Makes it very interesting. And it gives Bobby some backup. Because Bobby was um, just MVP for a while. Yeah. So, give him some backup. You know, getting some work in. You know, it. It helps out. I mean, they should never broke up in the first place. Yeah. We shouldn't be having this damn discussion. No. And hopefully, if if this happens, a new day, her business, bloodline, fight what happened. Get the this is awesome chat started. Like get them started right. now. But in now. war games. War Man. games because they haven't did it. They haven't. They haven't they had haven't, a war game. They haven't had war games on the main roster yet. Right. 
that I know they keep it at the NXT, but you right. can have that as your war game. Like you can do right. that. You really can do that. That can help. So I can see that happening. No more war games on NXT. Bring it to the main event. Yeah. The main roster and go at it. Especially with you breaking NXT down to its core and basically making it like a whole new, like back to where it usually is. Like you're going to keep NXT completely separate from everything now. It seems like, like it's just going to be completely, there's no more uh, cross, not necessarily cross branding, but now you know it's the feeder ground. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like there is no third brand, it doesn't seem like. Even though they did kind of have the better brand on that Survivor Series two years ago. The talent, the talent was, <sighs> it was tough. Never Triple H was working. Triple H was working. You hear me? Right. Triple, H Triple H was, H was working like, look, I got all, I got all the hitters right here. What you want to do? Yep, he was what do you working, got? Jack. Right. <laughs> glad to see the her business back. Oh, yeah. No longer. I just wish they start with the golden four on the t-shirts. Yeah, I think it's so old, so old Ed Hardy wearing type shirt. <laughs> type people yeah. type shirts man i just need a simple black tee with the hurt business it don't have to be in gold steam just a gold embroidered or whatever yeah not, not the not the metallic not gold, full. Not the yeah metallic. not the full though yeah it looks like a it's like one of the um big baller brand t-shirts oh boy not the big <laughs> all right let's, let's <laughs> move on. i love uncle lavar man but we gotta move on <laughs> Good guy, bad business man. Yeah, his his heart was in the right place. Heart anyway, right there, but, um, yeah. All right, draft, draft. Up. Yep. Any predictions? What you got? Uh, I think they got to move your man's to SmackDown. Um, your man's Drew. Drew got to move to SmackDown. I think. Oh, that works. Oh, oh, it's been already promoted for him to go against Roman for the title. You think so? Yeah, I already saw that. I haven't been deep on the uh the interweb no, when just, it comes. You know, I just it'll just pop up on the um on the Twitter on the timeline. Yeah. yeah. And you just look and be like, oh, this doesn't make any sense. Oh, yeah. this doesn't make any sense. You know, oh, you gotta have a list of things up. that don't make any sense. Yeah. Before some something realize. that does make sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. Drew definitely needs to go to SmackDown. I think, um, I think, what's my kid? What's my guy's name? Shinsuke may be coming back to Raw. Um, I know he's the champ right now, US, I mean, Intercontinental champ, but I think he needs to come to Raw. Um, flip flop some of the women, uh, you know, Asuka to SmackDown, maybe either Bailey or Bianca, either Bailey or Sasha needs to go to Raw. Mm-hmm. You know, to kind of, you know, of course, now Charlotte's going to still be there, but you can you can build that. You know what I'm saying? Like you can get that that rivalry back going. Raw, Raw needs some new women. I think they they need a new influx of women. Period. Right. For both brands, but um, I just think those are probably the the two main ones I think are going to happen: Azuka, Azuka, Sasha, or Bailey flip flop, and. Definitely Drew goes to SmackDown. Now, I don't know who from the who from SmackDown comes to Raw other than maybe Shinsuke, like a big name, maybe Seth Rollins. Someone like Seth Rollins can come to Raw. Um he would be a nice, like a nice rivalry for Big E, having having him come back as the Monday Night Messiah. Uh-huh. Maybe 
I think that would be good. Um, flip flopping, maybe, maybe what I was thinking about. I'm not sure if I'm ready to say this yet, but maybe splitting up Omos and AJ and sending hmm. AJ to SmackDown, back to SmackDown, because it's about time for. I don't know how you do it yet, but it's about time for AJ to uh, to start getting a, another championship push. And I don't know how long, how much longer you're gonna keep him with Omos. So that's something to think about. What about you? To piggyback off you, I think AJ should stay in Raw. Okay. Because Big E would love to have I'm a few with AJ. Okay. So I think that was one thing that could possibly happen. For what I've been hearing and seeing, NXT is might be involved with this draft again. So with that being said, with them adding these new characters, it makes sense for a draft of NXT people to go up as well. So I can see possibly a Johnny Gargano going up if this happens. But the thing with Johnny Gargano, he has a contract situation that probably might come up too. Yeah. So that's something to look at. I can see Dakota Kai adding to the Raw side or the Smack SmackDown side on the women's. Um, I know SmackDown has Tegan Knox and Shashi Blackheart. Yeah. On SmackDown. Yeah. So that adds a little bit over there, but I think they can add Dakota Kai to either Raw or SmackDown. Either one that'll work. Um, Drew to SmackDown sounds good, even though now they got him challenging for being a potential challenge for Big E on Raw. That's, 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 that's face-face, though. But that's face-face. But at the same yeah. time, that is Drew McIntyre. And you know how that's going to go with that. I know Big E's automatically going to go to Raw, bring the, bring the New Day back together. Mm-hmm. Now, since we talked about the women again, does Io Shirai get that call up? If I know she does, she's, I know she's an NXT tag women's tag team champion, right? But Io Shirai, at one point, was one of the top three wrestlers in WWE. If she gets that call up, then. Where does that leave the NXT women's division? I mean, that's the hard part because when you think about it, they got all these new characters now. That's true. So if you want to make it fresh or whatever you're trying to do with it, mm-hmm. making it the straight developmental, you would take out those veterans and let the new people take care of it. So... I can see El Shirai getting that call up. I can see Dakota Kai getting that call up. Right. I can possibly see Johnny Gargano get the call up, but at the same time, they need the top heel. So who's going to be the top heel if they keep Johnny Gargano down there? And possibly I can see Oscar moving. I can see Tony Storm moving to Raw. Mm-hmm. Is a lot of shifting that's going to happen. I think hopefully it um, helps 
Yeah. But from the way it is, I think probably SmackDown still gonna be the better show. Regardless yeah, they have to. Move, regardless of who they move over there. Okay. But let's move on to episode number two in the Dark Side of the Ring season three, part two. Mm-hmm. And that was a, the double life of Chris Canyon. Mm-hmm. Did you watch it? I, no, I'm gonna let you. This is you. You got this. I have not finished it yet, so I don't want to. I don't want to speak on it too much. Okay, for all the people that I know, Chris Canyon was a very good wrestler. Has a very um deep impact in the indie scene. Brought move brought a particular move set to WCW and WWE mm-hmm. that was kind of like top notch new moves that you would do on indies and bringing them up there. A lot of wrestlers now still do his moves, in particular Matt or Matt or Nick Jackson from the Young Bucks, the Young Bucks tag team, and Brian Cage. There's a lot of other wrestlers that do moves that he does as well. But mm-hmm. the main reason why we were talking about him is because he was one of the first names in the industry to come out as a gay man. Okay. So... That's a that's a story to tell. That's a story to tell. You know, he you gotta understand the story what he's been through mentally. Yeah. And it was very intriguing to see everybody else's out giving them inputs in it. Like especially um the sinister mister, James Vanderberg, aka James Mitchell. That's mm-hmm. his real name. He told the story very well. And Chris King got him into wrestling. Hmm. So it was it was very interesting to see how everything became. Um starting with the Mortis character when he was in WCW mm-hmm. and with those cartoon ass gimmicks. And then he had to deal with the boy George incident. Yeah. And that was an interesting <laughs> thing when it comes to that because people, some people felt like the WWE knew mm-hmm. that he was gay and they tried to punish him. Some people thought he, it was just a joke that they didn't know. They didn't know he was gay at all. Mm. So a lot of people felt like it was designed to humiliate him. But I, I really don't know, man. And then the Undertaker here would have just a wild chair shot, unprotected and everything. So that made it even worse. Hmm. It's one of the things that, you know, the WWE did that on purpose or not. That's how bad it was. Um, DDP mm-hmm. said some good things about him. Ryan Cage, Chris Jericho. Awesome. Whole lot of people spoke on him, and it was great to hear that. He had a lot of positive people on there to talk about him. Um, he was later died, I mean, diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Dang. And, you know, he had his days, and he was bummed out, or some days he was just physically beating up on people. 
And some days he was just his regular self. It, you know, bipolar does that to you. Have your mind switch up like that. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing visits of aliens and stuff of that nature. You know, it's certain things. And also it was um told that it was supposed to be for Orlando Jordan to come out as being gay. That was his gimmick. But Chris Canyon felt like he should get that role because he's uh, he is gay and he just wanted to help young wrestlers and fans understand what's going on with him. But he lost that role to Orlando Jordan. So it was kind of crushing for him. Wow. Yeah, so... Matt, and the hardest part to watch what I can honestly say was Matt Jackson who at the time was 19 years old uh-huh. was dealing with phone suicidal phone calls from Chris Kane. That's the crazy part. Wow. And then they showed the clip of John Cena telling how was stern that Chris Kane simply wasn't good enough. Yeah, man. It was it was Tough watch. They he they got piled it on this year. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Her season, the most intense one. Yeah. Ooh, boy. <laughs> but overall, good showing. But at the same time, ooh, if you watch that, if you you might need something to cheer you up after that. If you, you had to get one of your vices to get yourself to cheer up after that. <laughs> Man, if you like ice cream, man, if ice cream makes you happy, you might as well. Yeah, good ice cream sandwich. Yeah. Some, because, woo, boy. Yeah. That makes sense. Looking forward to the next episode of Dark Side of the Ring. Okay. Let me see what's the next one. Let me make sure. It's your turn. Now I'm trying to figure out which one's the next one. Uh, Let me see. So I had the list. No, I don't have the list. Oh, it's um Anita. Anita from right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Anita's FMW. Frontier mm-hmm. Martial Arts Wrestling. Okay. Which, Check that out. Which um, our guy Mick Foley was a part of. Yeah. Speaking of Mick Foley, um, have you been keeping up with heels? I've been keeping up. It's... It's up and down for me like that right now. Really? Yeah. I I guess I'm just I like it so much because it's, it's solid though. It's solid. It's just up and down. Like I think it's the story, very solid. Yeah. Story needs and to be more cohesive. I, I like it because it's so fairgrounds. Like it's like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely so. it's definitely um <laughs> they got they eating popcorn on lunch break when they wrestling and stuff. Oh man, it's so fairground wrestling. That's why I like it. That's why I keep up with it because man, it's just yeah. That's why I like it's it. Definitely people with alcohol that they brought from the house in the stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah that's the best part about it, right there. <laughs> you know what's up, yes, sir. Yeah, <laughs> man. All man. right, you ready right. for your your new favorite part? Now, that's my second favorite part is um okay. black wrestlers as you you guys should know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna bring up a faction. Okay. 
Deep in ROH, it is a faction known as Sean Taylor Promotions. I mean, Shane mm-hmm. Taylor Promotions. I'm just mm-hmm. looking at my cousin there. But Shane <laughs> Taylor Promotions. And when I say, yo, this is, if you like the hurt business. Yeah. If you like dudes that just want to fight, you know, if you saw them in the bar, you wouldn't want to fight them. Yeah. This is Shane Taylor Product Promotions. <laughs> Shane Taylor really is as really has become the guy in ROH and mm-hmm. his crew are pretty much dominant in what they do. Um, they currently yes, hold the um, trios championship, which is the three man tag champs, which is the free man rule. On, I mean, free bird rule on steroids for people that don't know. <laughs> People bird rule just on his ass. It's all three of them in there. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Get to but it. To get to that, and it's Shane Taylor himself with Moses and Khan, better known as the Soldiers of Savagery, which is crazy because those are some big dudes. Like, it's just yeah. some big dudes. O'Shea like Edwards as well. Yeah. So you, and they got a new guy as well. I can't remember his name. I just know he's another big dude. <laughs> and, and he looks like he would just knock you out if you come his way. I like it. As soon as I think of the name, as soon as I need to think of it, because I retweeted the man's name like more than one time. But overall, man, Shane Taylor never doing their thing. Um, I hope. If they do it, if they decide to do this, if they add Trish Adora to the squad, mm. if they do that, I swear to you, that might that might become my favorite faction in wrestling <laughs> right now. I like it. I like I'm just it. saying. Oh, it's big bad. I mean, okay, the last one is Big Bad Kaju. O'Shea Edwards. Big Bad Kaju. Yeah, that's the last mm-hmm. one. I just said his name. I forget. Yeah. But the whole crew beating up on people, being solid. I mean, hey, man, Shane doing his thing. And these guys are straight going at it, man. I like it. I like it, man. And I, Moses and Khan and O'Shea and Shane, man. I like it. <laughs> and if you saw them, and, I, and here's the thing, though. If you saw all them hang out together, and y'all were right next to you, you'd be like, oh, nah, I'm not going that way. Absolutely. You're not going Absolutely. that way. You're not walking Absolutely. towards them. You're not. Absolutely. You're going to walk to the other side. But that's my pick. I said his name wrong like four or five times. Like I don't follow this man. But it's Shane <laughs> Taylor Promotions ROH. Good to know him. Trust me, you'll love him. I like it, man. I like it. All right, then let's go to those random things you found on the internet this week. All right. I found a lot, but I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna be on here all night because it was a lot of things. Ten years ago, Michael Cole 
went on Raw talking about someone's um hind parts. We're not gonna say the word. What? On Raw. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. It's just the face of Booker T when he said it. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what makes it crazy. Um, let's see. Next on the list. Adam Cole speaking so highly of Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Yeah. He said, I told Hunter and Shawn, and both of them could not been could have not been more supportive. It was awesome. I'm lucky to have a relationship by form with those guys. That says a lot. It speaks a lot to it speaks a lot to what what he signed up for as well because it just tells you like these guys NXT was something right undisputed era was something right you know and Triple H was doing great work and doing the Lord's work and look what look where it got him <laughs> yeah in the hospital. Yeah, dang, I forgot about that. Get, get well, Triple H. Get real, Triple H. Yeah. Sheesh. But, yeah, in the hospital, stressed out. Huh. Okay. But, all right, <laughs> 23 years ago, Mankind and Stone Cold Steve Austin visited Vincent Kennedy McMahon in the hospital. Oh, boy. Yep. Mankind come in there with Mr. Sacco trying to cheer him up with balloon animals. Mm-hmm. Then Stone Cold beats him up with a band pan. With a bed pan. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, hey, hey. Stone Cold never change. Never change, Stone Cold. Don't you ever change. All right. Let's see, we got that. Adam Cole talked about his ladies at the schedule. For all the people that don't know, Dr. Britt Baker, MDM, or MDMD, is Adam Cole's lady. Mm-hmm. And he said this. Seriously, she works all day Tuesday, then we had to drive right to the airport. Does AEW Wednesday, flies home as early as possible on Thursday to, to work full day in the dental office on Thursday. Thursday and Friday. She's a maniac. Wow. That's a whole lot of work. Yeah. I don't blame her. No, I don't. I don't at all. So wrestling ain't gonna pay the bills all the time. <laughs> so you might as well have a backup plan. I don't blame her. I really don't. I really don't. Shout out to her, man. Shout out to her, though, too. I yeah. bet you nobody teeth. True. <laughs> you know, she ready to go. All right. Wrestling News went on Twitter and said that Seth Rollins wanted to strangle Vincent McMahon because of, because of the booking for his Hell in the Cell match with Bray Wyatt. You remember that Hell in the Cell match? Bray Wyatt Bray Wyatt saw that and said and tweeted this 
Wait until you hear my reaction. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Where's Bray going, man? Where's Bray going? I don't know. Maybe he'll be pop up tonight. There's a rumor. There's a rumors. There's All a right. rumor. And and what is this is so and what is so great news in this news? Mm-hmm. Bianca Belair dragging Becky Lynch over to a young girl and let's uh, hit her with the braid. Man, you know how grown. I'm 37 years old, dog. Do you know as a grown man how much that how much joy that <laughs> that won my heart up, bro. And one more, not, and I'm just not saying that because I'm a wrestling fan. I'm saying that because that's the power of representation when you put it in wrestling. Yeah. You have little black girls on the side that see Bianca and say, "Yo, that's I can see that." And and with Becky over there yelling at her, you know, get get Bianca, just bring over there, get smack her with the braid, smack yeah. her with it. It's a good moment, man. So. That girl's going to have that moment for the rest of her life, man. That's something. And that's something. Now you got a wrestling fan for life. Mm-hmm. For life. So it's important. It's important. All right. Let me see. Let's see if I got one more thing. More Adam Cole talking. At one phase prior to AEW, NXT really did feel cool. We'll do a takeover and it'll be sold out. 14,000 people with, I mean, 14,000 people with the crowd rocking all night. It reminds me a lot of how AEW is now. Stuff changed, obviously, when AEW arrived and AEW became the true alternative and things like that. Okay. So, yeah, that's pretty interesting. That's pretty interesting outlook, but at the same time, yeah, I agree with him on that. Another thing, Adam Cole, like Adam Cole interviews, I've been pretty good, so I've been mm-hmm. quoting them. <clears throat> Adam Cole found out that Tyler Breeze was getting fired from AEW on a Twitch, and he had Wait. to sell it. Uh huh. Just like we heard other things that happen while they're on Twitch. So, yeah. That's just, that's just unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Very much unacceptable. Excuse me. Well, last but not least, the Model of America wants to host AEW Dynamite. Ah, that's not very nitro of them. That is very nitro now. Okay. But they want to host one. What you think? I like it. I mean, it's a one-off. I don't I, I wouldn't want to do it, you know, all the time, but give it that feel, you know, bring old Lex Luger out there for <laughs> let him do so. I don't know. Um yeah, I, I mean, you know, 
it's not a huge deal, but wrestling because AEW taps into that wrestling fan, right? That just not sports right. entertainment, but that wrestling fan. So let them, you know, you can hype that up, Mall of America. It just it it feels like something that you have you have seen before. It's been a while that you've seen it. It just kind of gives you that nostalgia feel. So one time doing it won't hurt. But I would be leery if I were AEW of being too much, too too much WCW. That's all. all right. Right. Yeah, that's in they're that's in the territory. That's it. They're in that territory, bro. Yeah. It'd be interesting though. I would love to have some Auntie Annis watch some wrestling. <laughs> I love them cinnamon and sugar pretzel nuggets things they got. Shout I would love to see somebody get body slam while I eat those. So that's pretty good. Shout out to Auntie Annis. Last you. but not least, let's talk about um Roman Reigns week of having Main event wrestling matches. Mm-hmm. Monday versus the New Day. Monday versus Biggie and Lashley. Yes, Friday sir. versus Montez Ford. Yes, sir. Sunday versus yes, sir. Demon Finn Balor. All wins. Hey, Roman's on a tear. Heel Roman is unstoppable. We love right. to see it. Can't get mad at it. The goat. He the goat right now. He the goat. Right we now. love to see it. Keep pushing. All right. Now is um out of time for match of the week. It's your turn. It is surprisingly. Yes. Yeah. All right. So how I picked this match, it wasn't because I just one particular person. I just thought, hey, we never talked about a good cane match. Okay. And I really sat and thought about it. Like, what is a good cane match? So at the couple of things <laughs> I found one and it is Kane Daniel Bryan and oh god I hate to say it right back <laughs> the big guy versus the shield TLC 2012 oh that sounds like a good time whole lot of good time um so I mean, I think this is the first pay-per-view of the Shield. Mm-hmm. So you add that to it. Got those three guys going against the Shield coming up. They got great performances from all six people. I mean, pretty much showed the Shield has what it takes to be the guys. But Kane had a good showing as well. Mm. Um, this, I mean. It was a, I think it was a sequence with him and Roman Reigns basically showing off his strength. And it was very good. Like, I like it. I, I couldn't think of a match for Kane solo wise, but with Daniel Bryan and the Shield and the big guy known as um, Ryback, who should stay out of wrestling forever. Um, <laughs> It was a great match and it was a great time in TLC 2012. So that's my match of the week. Kane, Daniel Bryan, and Ryback versus The Shield. TLC 2012. Good shit. Good shit. All right. Well, great show as always, my good man. And before we get out of here, is there anything you would like to say to the people? I would like to say, as a Memphian, it's always been a debate 
of who is the greatest rapper to come out of the city of Memphis. I will have to do this, and this is gonna be hard for me to say this. I have to move Project Pat to number two. Wait, who is number one now? Yeah. It is now Mario Mims, better known as Joe Gotti. Why you say that, Nick? <laughs> because Mario Mims, aka Yo Gotti, now is a owner of a soccer team. Mm-hmm. And what is topping that? I'm sorry. Shout out to shout out to Gotti, man. I, I, you and I are old enough to have seen the start of Gotti. He's one of those guys that we don't talk about hip hop a lot on here. But if you really break it down, Gotti is one of those guys that did the Chitlin Circuit. The Chitlin Circuit is that, no disrespect, that Memphis. Alabama, Arkansas, Mississippi, you small know, clubs and small clubs throughout, man, that he would hit them every week, every week. He going through that same little road. He'll hit Nashville twice a year, two, three times a year. Every time he had a tape out or album out or a single out, he hit Nashville. He hitting the top of the, the panhandle of Florida, right in the top of Louisiana, that whole little chilling circuit right there got him moving. And, and to see where he is right now, him, I mean, it's kind of it's always rough putting him in boots in the same uh, in the can't same. Really, uh, you, can't really, you can't really. But what I'm saying is the chilling turkey because right. that was the Gucci's, the Gotties, the Boosies, the Weddies, early two thousands. Yeah, Southern two, rap, two thousand one to two thousand six, seven, eight. That little run, you know, throw plies in there too. That Chitlin Circuit run of Southern rap right there was fun to watch, man. And Gotti is one of the guys. Um, they all have, they all reached some level of success one way or the other, but God is one of the ones that stuck to it on top of him, on top of him having his success as an entrepreneur with the soccer team and everything like that. Also has one of the top two or three labels rosters in the game. And that is the thing that shocks the hell out of everybody. But it shouldn't. But it but shouldn't. It shouldn't. He, you, you know why it shouldn't? It. Go ahead. Go because ahead. He, I mean, because Gotti has been through the crunk era, snap era, like at least four different eras of rap. It's that and if you even he's smart recall, enough to know who to get. Exactly. Every time he's all he's learned, from, you go back he, to the. Go ahead. Go ahead. He's learned from trial and error. I would say that. What? Yeah, so you go back to the All Stars, right? You go back to the Street. Uh, I forgot the name of that crew, but uh, you skip them. But the All Stars, the Zed Zillas, the uh, what's my man? That Snooty Wiles. No, right. What the fuck happened to Snooty Wiles? Anyway, damn for real. Yeah, that sucks. I think I knew that. Now that you say that, I think I knew because he was trying to come back. You know, Snooty Wild was, and we're gonna get out of here after this. Snooty Wild was Fetty Wap before Fetty Wap. Right. He had it, but he had that whole sound before Fetty Wap. And then Fetty Wap happened and it was over. Right. But like I said, trial and error. And now hey. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Project Pat. Got a project. Having Project Pat is one is a little nuts, but I'm gonna let you have that though. I'm gonna let you have it. I don't think Pat's number one was never. I don't think Pat was ever number one in yours in Memphis. In yours, that's real. That's personal. 
your okay. your, <laughs> your choice. It's personal. It's personal. Okay, I got you. I got you. All right. But yeah, congrats to him, and also fuck Ho Hogan. That's it. <laughs> oh yeah, the yeah. t-shirts. Yeah, we're oh. wearing our t-shirts coming soon. <laughs> we, we are out, man. <laughs> Peace.